When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Mastering the Bar Exam, Civil Procedure, Jurisdiction, and Venue, Section 2. Subject Matter Jurisdiction. Subject Matter Jurisdiction refers to a court's authority to hear a case based on the nature of the dispute. It's a threshold issue that determines whether a court can adjudicate a particular matter. There are two primary forms of subject matter jurisdiction federal jurisdiction, and state jurisdiction. Federal and state jurisdiction. Federal jurisdiction pertains to cases involving federal laws, treaties, or the U.S. Constitution. Federal courts also hear cases where the United States government is a party. The authority of federal courts is derived from Article Three of the Constitution and various federal statutes. State jurisdiction, on the other hand, is much broader. State courts typically handle cases involving state laws, including family law, real estate, probate, and most contract and tort cases. State courts can also hear cases involving federal law, provided they don't exclusively fall under federal jurisdiction. A key aspect of subject matter jurisdiction is that it cannot be waived or consented to by the parties. If a court lacks subject matter jurisdiction, any judgment or order it issues is void. Federal Question Jurisdiction Federal Question Jurisdiction exists when a plaintiff's claim arises under federal law. This concept is rooted in Article 3, Section 2 of the U.S. Constitution and is codified in 28 U.S.C. Section 1331. A case can be brought in federal court if it involves the interpretation or application of a federal statute, a constitutional issue, or a federal treaty. The well-pleaded complaint rule is central to federal question jurisdiction. This rule stipulates that the federal question must be present in the plaintiff's original complaint. It cannot be based solely on a potential defense or a counterclaim. Diversity Jurisdiction Diversity jurisdiction, as outlined in 28 U.S.C. Section 1332, gives federal courts the authority to hear cases where the parties are citizens of different states or a foreign country and the amount in controversy exceeds $75,000. This type of jurisdiction aims to provide a neutral forum for parties from different states or countries. For diversity purposes, a party's citizenship is determined by their domicile, not merely their residence. 
Corporations are considered citizens of both the state where they are incorporated and the state where they have their principal place of business. Supplemental Jurisdiction Supplemental jurisdiction allows federal courts to hear additional claims that are related to those within their original jurisdiction, even if the related claims would not independently qualify for federal jurisdiction. Codified in 28 U.S.C. Section 1367, this concept is grounded in judicial efficiency, allowing related claims to be heard in a single proceeding. Supplemental jurisdiction applies when the additional claims share a common nucleus of operative fact with the claims that invoked original federal jurisdiction. However, courts have discretion to reject supplemental jurisdiction if it would overshadow the original basis for jurisdiction or raise complex state law issues. Personal jurisdiction Personal jurisdiction refers to a court's power over the parties involved in the litigation. Without personal jurisdiction, a court cannot bind a party to its decisions. Traditional basis of personal jurisdiction Historically, courts could establish personal jurisdiction over a defendant if they were physically present in the state, domiciled in the state, or had consented to the jurisdiction. These traditional bases ensured that defendants had a clear connection to the state where the court was located. Long-arm statutes Long-arm statutes enable courts to reach beyond their state's borders to exercise jurisdiction over out-of-state defendants. These statutes vary by state, but generally allow courts to assert jurisdiction over non-residents who have certain types of contacts with the state such as committing a tortious act within the state or doing business in the state. Minimum Contacts Analysis The concept of minimum contacts, established in the landmark Supreme Court case, International Shoe Company v. Washington, is crucial in determining personal jurisdiction. A court can exercise jurisdiction over an out-of-state defendant if they have sufficient contacts with the forum state and it is reasonable to require them to defend a lawsuit there. The contacts must be such that the defendant could reasonably anticipate being hailed into court in the forum state. Venue and transfer of venue. Venue refers to the specific location within a jurisdiction where a case is heard. The purpose of venue rules is to ensure that a lawsuit is tried in a convenient and appropriate location, Federal venue is governed by 28 U.S.C. Section 1391, which provides that a civil action may be brought in a district where any defendant resides, where a substantial part of the events occurred, or where a substantial part of the property in dispute is located. If none of these criteria apply, a case can be brought in any district where a defendant is subject to personal jurisdiction. Courts may transfer venue to a more appropriate district for reasons of convenience or in the interest of justice, as per 28 U.S.C. Section 1404A. The decision to transfer is at the court's discretion and considers factors such as the location of evidence, the convenience of witnesses, and the domicile of the parties. Forum Nonconvenience the doctrine of forum nonconvenience allows a court to dismiss a case when another forum, even an international one, is more appropriate for the resolution of the dispute. 
This doctrine is particularly relevant in cases with significant ties to a foreign country. The court considers various factors, such as the private interests of the litigants and the public interests of the forum, before dismissing a case under this doctrine. Conclusion Jurisdiction and venue are foundational concepts in civil procedure. Understanding these principles is crucial as they determine where a lawsuit can be filed and whether a court has the authority to hear a case and render a decision. The complexities of these topics reflect the intricacies of the American legal system and the importance of ensuring fair and appropriate forums for dispute resolution. As you continue your studies, Remember that mastering the nuances of jurisdiction and venue is not only vital for passing the bar exam, but also for your future practice as an attorney. Each case presents unique challenges, and your ability to navigate these legal concepts will be instrumental in your success. In the next section, we will delve into pleadings and pretrial procedures, exploring the initial stages of civil litigation and the rules that govern them.